This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is up on Center Stage, the show about the arts and the artists behind their work. Good morning, everyone, and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everyone out there. So what's the best way that we can celebrate? In my world, it's all about the music this time of year, unless it's all about the movies. And so I have my old pal, filmmaker, screenwriter, actor, and director of the Han Solo Chronicles with me today. And what do you think we're going to talk about? Uh, Luke Skywalker, Han Leia? No, Matt Mickelson, my guest today. What are we going to talk about? Well, I mean, we'll probably end up talking about (laughs) Star Wars because they very cleverly shot stuff in the snow. So, uh, but I thought I thought we could talk about. Um, Christmas movies, but but Christmas movies that make grown men cry. That make grown men cry. I love this. All right. That bring a tear to your eye while you're trying to act like your nose is just stuffy or you got something in your eye. And so, you how know. many times have you cried lately? All the time. <laughs> I got kids, man. You know. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I know you. You've been sitting up watching Netflix. You just saw Santa Claus Chronicles, didn't you? Yes, yes. With uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell is Santa Claus, which which was a different spin, but um uh we we thought we'd give it a try. You know, that Netflix is is a bit of a minefield sometime when you have kids. Um cuz a lot of, there's a lot of things that are TVMA which, you know, may not be suitable for children. Right. But uh this was actually enjoyable. The it took a little bit for it to get going, but but uh Kurt Russell carried it through and uh it's a fun movie and I actually got weepy towards the last like 20 minutes. Matt, you told me you bawled your eyes out in little, the last 30 minutes. Bit, Don't hold back bit. on us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about movies that make men cry. Own it now, okay? It's okay. We know you're sensitive. You're a sensitive artist. <laughs> and I got to tell you right now, I watched that movie. My husband made me because he, again, is the weeper as well. Oh, okay. He said, you've got to see this film. Kurt Russell is so cool. Now, I haven't seen a cool factor that high in a Santa Claus movie ever. Well, outside of, of, of really um, Tim Allen and the Santa Claus, but really Kurt Russell rocked. Oh, baby. Well, it was basically Escape from New York, with but he's Santa. You know? <laughs> <laughs> with two adorable kids, one girl who's ready to, like, take over the world, actually. Mm-hmm. And my, my favorite part was when they stole the, the Dodge Charger. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a Charger Challenger, and they're running through the streets. I mean, really, I was dying. That was so great. That, that was kind of funny, actually. Uh, but I, but I, I thought it was uh, every time he saw an advertisement of Santa Claus, he's like, why do they keep drawing me that way? Exactly. Do I look overweight? You know. Um, <laughs> and he had the coolest hair and the neatest beard because it wasn't all white. It was kind of gray and kind of like mate you'd see on a Harley Davidson kind of guy. Really? Yeah, he looked like Chris Christopherson or or, or, or uh, Kenny Rogers, who I always got mixed together back in the seventies. I thought they were the same guy, the same you know, <laughs> for the longest time because they had the same hair and beard going on, and they both played music. So and they both sing, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So right now, Kurt Russell could play either one of them, Kenny Rogers, <laughs> in the early eighties. Or something. I, don't... <laughs> I love it. I love. 
That's but cooler, good. but cooler, because yeah, I seriously. think Kenny's a bit of a softy, and you know Kurt Russell's got a harder edge there. But oh my gosh! Well, would but you... he was a perfect perfect pick for that. I thought you yeah, know yeah. As, as far as having a cool Santa Claus, that's the guy. He was, and there you know there's a certain scene for those of you who haven't seen it. You, you dash to see it to to um, Netflix, but you've got to see the scene in the jail where he gives everybody musical instruments and they are rocking. I mean, he was rocking like. Bruce Springsteen or Chris Christopherson, really? Well, actually, uh, the guitar player in there was uh, Little Steven, uh, you know. I wonder. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't, okay. Bruce I didn't. Springsteen's guitar player, and I'm sure there are a few other, uh, you know, notables, notables in there that you just don't recognize. But, uh, yeah, the, the whole band was uh, rocking out in the jail, so the, the cops that arrested him, that, it, of course, didn't believe him at all, you know, their jaws were on the floor, and they couldn't deny it that, yeah, this is the guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's such a cool movie. I mean, everybody's got to see it. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Okay, so this is your day, really, for your picks. Oh, really? Oh. It's really your day, Matt Mickelson. So let's get into these films you've listed, and let, let's hear why they make men cry. Sure. Um, as you know, I'm you know a big uh, softie, I guess. But, um, but uh, instead of just m- movies that make men cry, like A Field of Dreams, if you've ever watched Field of Dreams, there's not a dry eye in the house in the last 30 That's minutes. Right. Um, but One of my favorite it, films of all time, actually. Exactly. Every time it comes on, you're stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I, I thought we'd stick with the season and do Christmas movies instead. Because, okay. you know, they, they have the same themes, and usually why you'd get all weepy is because... This person is uh, a getting to experience something they never thought they would, that they longed for, or they are having to make a sacrifice where they won't experience that thing that they've longed for because they're doing the right thing. Wow. You know what point. I mean? Yeah. Which, okay. which, which is, you know, that, that's a, a, a big strain on the heart, so to speak. It is. So it's in gripping. Field of Dreams, you know, he's oh. getting to his, it's his penance. You know, as mm-hmm. James Earl Jones says, it's your pen. I can't do the voice right now, but <laughs> it's your penance, Ray. Uh, <laughs> You've got to open the backspace, Matt. Oh, my, I'm, I'm smiling ear to ear. So, um, but, um, you know, that he that that was his opportunity to meet his father, who he totally slammed when he was 17. Right. And he died before he got to apologize. Right. So he had this hole in his heart his whole life. Um, and just didn't really know what it was, you know, until then. Um, and the whole ease his pain, he thought mm-hmm. it was someone else's pain. Exactly. And, you know, he's just inferring, you know, there are so many characters involved in Field mm-hmm. of Dreams. And it really lays it out there. It could be anyone, mm-hmm. you know, whose pain is being, being or all satisfied. Of them. Yeah, exactly. You know? Or everyone, you know, because, you know, James Earl Jones, once again, says, you know, people will you know, come as, uh, you know, as innocent as children and just hand over their money and find a place on the field and let the memories wash over their faces. I you know, the that. whole speech is just beautiful. I um, love that. It really is. It really is. And and that that's kind of what I'm getting at is in a lot of these movies, there's usually a speech at the end mm-hmm. that lays it all out on the table why why the why whatever this person is going for is so important mm-hmm. um and my first pick and and this movie is hard to find i had a hard time finding this by the way okay. uh on dvd uh the family man from uh 2000 Nicholas um, Cage. yes directed by brett ratner who is like a first-time director i think he was a uh another like a jj J. abrams like mm-hmm. a, a spielberg 
disciple, protege, Mm -hmm. not disciple, but yeah, protege that that got a a lot of opportunities and and shined. And um, let's just be clear that I think everyone that's associated with Spielberg, if they're working with him, is a disciple. Yeah, (laughs) I think that is a perfect word. I think we're all Spielberg (laughs) disciples. Uh, Also, Tia Leone is in it and Don Cheadle. Yeah. Um, But it's it's it's, uh, you know, Nicolas Cage is this uh, super duper wealthy Wall Street guy and he thinks he's got everything he needs and and, uh, you know, doesn't care about anyone doesn't really have anyone in his life besides his own ego and um and a bevy of cars yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and a a nice ferrari that he drives around the snow Mm -hmm. but uh but then uh he's shown a possible life if he didn't take that big job 15 20 years ago how he would have had this you know domestic life in new jersey with the girl that he loved in college and their two kids and selling tires yeah and selling tires at retail (laughs) Um, and when he first gets there, he's totally disgusted with this life. He's, he's, no, I'm getting in my car and I'm going back and I'm going to reclaim my apartment. And he can't, you know, and and he's like, okay, fine, I'll stick around and I'll get, get through this thing. And, uh, (laughs) and he's just so disgusted with the whole thing. But over time he, you know, he, he falls in love with this family, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, that would have been his family had he stuck around. And uh, he's there for like three weeks, and then the uh, the angel character Don Cheadle says, "Okay, time's up. You got to go back now." He's like, "What? No, I'm not, I'm not. What are you talking about? I don't want to go back." And he get and he has to go back. He has to go back. So all of a sudden, he's left with this big hole in his heart, you know, of this life that he could have had that he didn't really have, but if he made different choices, he would have. Um, and he wants it back so bad, but he knows deep down there's no way. Anything like that is going to happen. So he seeks out his, um, you know, ex-girlfriend from 20 years ago and and basically pleads with her to give me another chance because, you know, we had this family once and it was beautiful. And I'm getting all the clamped right now just talking about it. And Matt, but- don't fall <laughs> apart on us here. Okay, I see the tears welling up. <laughs> um, you know, but but that, that's the thing that most normal people strive for that's what they want in their life Mm -hmm. you know because most people suffer from you know fear of abandonment and then they do something else and they become totally callous and they're just self-involved jerks mainly out of a being just a defense mechanism and they don't know any other way to be you know they got to look out for number one but you know number one could be a lonely place sometimes it certainly can yeah and isn't it interesting that Nicolas Cage was the man of choice but he's perfect for that kind of thing. You know, when you think you know? back about Moonstruck, mm-hmm. I mean, early Nicolas Cage movies were so interesting because he was such an everyman character. And he would take a thankless role and could make it really, really interesting and human with mm-hmm. great depth, you know? Yeah. And this kind of falls into that. And I love Tia Leone, too, because she's got that kind of every woman quality. Yeah. You know, you fall in love with her, uh, you know, just to see her smile. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that goes without saying, I think. So, yeah. Her and Meg Ryan are my, my big quintessentials, you know, just, you know, they, they, you you just love looking at them on, you know, when they're saying stuff on, on the screen, you can't look away. 
Um, yeah, yeah. And, and you just know that they would be really cool people in real life mm-hmm. if you got to meet them, have a cup of coffee or something. It makes it even better. Yeah, yeah. And in and and the speech at that end of that movie where he's begging her, you know, not to get on the plane, let's do this, and, and just let me tell you what I've experienced and what I saw and what we could have been. Maybe we can. You know, we're not, you know, we could still have kids and get together and, you know, it's not too late. Um, and, uh, so, you know, that, that, that really speaks to me on a, on a huge level, especially being a dad. Um, and, and you, you are quite a dad. I mean, you're, you're very involved with your family. This is, it strikes me that the perfection for you is your family. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I look at it as a huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I grew up, uh, when, you know, divorce was the new braces. You know, everyone was mm-hmm. getting them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were doctor recommended, and then it turned into Ritalin um, in yeah. the 90s. And uh, mm. uh, so there were a lot of broken homes, and usually the people who said, oh, kids are strong, they'll be fine, were usually the lawyers that were telling the people that, <laughs> you know, yeah, go through, this, go through with this divorce. It'll be great. Take him for everything he's got. Because uh, I get yeah. 33% of that, you know, because nobody wins in divorce besides the lawyers. That's so, right. um and and you know there there uh, that messed up a lot of people that, it, that myself included and and a lot of other people that I knew in mm-hmm. different ways mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um so family is very 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 important to me and not screwing up my kids is double important to me mm, you know I just so they have that. a chance you know yeah. to have healthy relationships i guess yeah, you know of course you know and to be great citizens and go out in the world with strength and confidence a and... little bit yeah yeah um, and to have fun. <laughs> yeah, even even if they're looking out for number one, at least, you know, they know what it's like to be loved, you know, unconditionally, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Um, so great my, film. Great film. Um, thanks, Brett. Uh, my next film is Elf. I love Elf. Um, it's our quintessential Christmas movie just because it's it's goofy, it's silly, and you just find yourself repeating the jokes later on. You know, like Austin Powers. I didn't take that seriously the first time mm-hmm. I watched it, but then I mm-hmm. found myself repeating the <laughs> jokes. So I'm like, I got to go back and watch this again, and and <laughs> and I I I quote it constantly. Um, Interesting. But there's a moment at the end of Elf where um, James Caan, who's supposed to be you know the guy without the feelings, mm-hmm. who's the one who has the character arc. You know, where mm-hmm. they learn a thing. You mm-hmm. know, that's you have to have the main character or a character that is one way. And by the end of the movie, they're another, you yeah. know, um, yeah. whether it's good or bad. Yeah. And uh, he has this moment at the end where he finally believes. And it's the crescendo of the music and the action and everything's happening. And, and it, you just see the look on his face, which, you know... It looks very simple, but only your your great great actors can really do this with ease. But um, where you see the light bulb go off, and he finally gets it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And every time that just chokes me up. I don't know why. You know, it just does every wow. time. And I've seen it a million times. Wow. And that that and that was a John Favreau film, who then went on to do uh, Iron, Iron Man, Man. and mm-hmm. and that that man's got some skills. 
Yeah, Favreau really had a vision about yeah. that time. Yeah. And I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it, Will Ferrell is just not my favorite guy on film. No. And that colors it for me just a little bit. I will not deny that he provides a product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is, you're right, it's totally goofy and it's worth it for the for the last few minutes. Mm-hmm. And James Caan, that's, it's such an interesting choice. Yeah. You yeah. know, Especially, we do remember yeah. him as Sonny in The Godfather. I sure. mean, well, he's it, always the tough guy. He is, yeah. and he's remained so, and he's irascible, and and here he is, you know, coming mm-hmm. alive. It's 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 cool. Yeah, and he's being a family guy. Um, and and also the, there's of course you know a Christmas story directed by Bob Clark that came out in 1983. Um, oh my gosh, going. I don't way think back. there's any big teary moments, but there are just so many moments. Yeah that I think everyone that grew up in that era recognized. And yeah. they were just knee-deep in memories, you know, watching that. Cause, There's no question. Yeah, yeah. There's no question. And none of us will put our tongue on a frozen bar, will we? I mean, ever again outside. No, not, not <laughs> when you get... <laughs> We learned a few things from that, Matt. Yeah, who says movies can't teach you stuff? You know, I mean, uh, <laughs> but uh, but I mean, I, I just uh, remember my watching my dad and his best friend just, you know, their jaws were on the floor when that came on HBO, and I was like twelve. 10 years old watching it with them mm-hmm. and they were just like oh i had a thing just like that or my looks just like my mom's kitchen and yeah, you know exactly, i mean exactly exactly right down to the linoleum yeah. and and the, and the <laughs> yes. bad fabrics and yes. and the you know just just uh, the eyeglasses just that sense of period mm-hmm. in a time where we all want to harken back to a bit yeah and i had a snowsuit that i couldn't put my arms down in <laughs> and i hated that thing and my mom was determined <laughs> to stick me in it on it um, <laughs> but also in the on the same um, uh, speech at the end, Scrooged with Bill Murray, mm-hmm. um, he does the same thing in uh, Groundhog Day, but it's not a Christmas movie. But there is snow. But there is that feeling of holiday in the presence. Yeah, but of there, winter and. But there is the feeling of wanting something so bad mm-hmm. and being denied it. You know, and he turns and he also is a self-centered goober and Mm -hmm. turns out to be this you know over a thousand years of repeating the same day becomes a very nice person Mm -hmm. um and and i guess wins the girl or or just he's enlightened but he does Mm -hmm. this speech you know where where he's like showing the the girl that look in three four five or three two one that guy's going to drop a tray boom it happens Mm -hmm. and in five seconds you know he's going to walk through the door and say we have to and i'm going to write down on this piece of paper he's going to say we have to get ahead of the weather you know and just he says you know when the snow falls uh, your your face you look like an angel and just he's really introspecting and you feel it you know when you're watching Mm -hmm. it and Mm -hmm. that brings us to scrooged when he has the speech at the end once again similar character where he's very self-involved and at the end he gets it finally right before it's too late he gets it and he does this huge speech you know on live tv of you know if you got an old army buddy or a brother or sister you haven't talked to in 10 years call him do Mm -hmm. it it's it's not too you know and I'm getting the clunch of okay. talking about it. Okay, Matt, hold it together. <laughs> we we have a long way to go here on your list, okay? What I love, yeah. well, you're clamped. 
What I love about Bill Murray is he's got that cynicism immediately. Mm -hmm. You know, we saw it in Ghostbusters. We saw it in all his comedy. Yeah. And so when the cynic is turned around, you know, it's like the James Caan character again in Mm -hmm. Elf. It's so powerful to us. And I think in in Groundhog Day, when when we see Bill Murray actually grow through all of that, I mean, it's... It's such a fable to all of us. I mm-hmm. mean, the, of course, everything we're talking about today are fables. But, you know, the, the end result of that, of any fable, is that we learn. Is yeah. that we learn. And I think our, our energy and your fair cleptness right now <laughs> is the fact that, <laughs> and you care so much about family, mm-hmm. that we all want to, to find ourselves in that situation where we can claim that speech at the end. Yeah. We can and, make it ours. And I think, you know, if you really think about it, the message of the holidays, whether it's Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever, the message is get together with family and spend time, you know, mm-hmm. um, value it because... Mm-hmm. Not everybody gets to have it. That's right. And if you're lucky enough, you know, to not be in a situation where everything is stressful and tough or you're broke or whatever, um, if, even if, you know, that's that's the thing. If you have family, get together with them because it's all you got. Yeah. Let everything drop. Yeah. Let all the bad times just drop out of existence for one moment. And it's your one chance to be a better person. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Well, um, it's like the end of the original Home Alone, when Macaulay Culkin goes to the window and he sees the old man next door who's being reunited mm-hmm. with his granddaughter and hugging her because he made that phone call to his son and bridged the terrible gap, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's such a moment. It's such a beautiful moment. Well, even even the simplest of opening the door for somebody or or... You know, if if uh, you see a homeless guy in the street, slip him a twenty. You know, I I know it's above board, but you know, yeah. just do it without expecting anything back. Exactly. Maybe even don't say anything, or or buy him a cup of soup. Yeah, just don't expect anything. Just yeah, just do give. it. You know, just um, give. Just and it doesn't even necessarily have to be give of money. Give of time mm-hmm. and attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the big message in a lot of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also, the the British have something on this. Um, it's called Love Actually well, from of 2003. They do. Oh my gosh! Now there, I become a blithering idiot. Yeah, <laughs> I that movie gets to me every time I watch it. Yeah. And partly it's this amazing ensemble cast, and partly it's just the reality of the simple. Yeah. You know. The real life experiences we're going through, and whether it's a holiday or not, doesn't matter. We still yeah. have to go through them. Well, and it just you know shows you that everybody is going through a thing, yeah. a, a something. Yeah. You know, whether you're driving a ninety thousand Maserati or a ninety dollar Nissan. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you are going through something, and you have no idea what the person next to you is going through. Mm-hmm. No idea, mm-hmm. unless you open your mouth and ask. Yeah. Yeah, and we need to ask. You know, um, you don't have to go crazy with this or anything, but, I mean, (laughs) or, you know, it doesn't have to be a stranger. It could be, you know, the person you're going to see on Christmas that you're dreading, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe. And just do the opposite from what you want to do, you know. Be a little bit more patient, you know, or or let that be your gift. You know, show some patience, some interest. I love that. Um, I'm just, I'm just think riffing off the top of my head here, but you know, and I, I, this may not even be something I'll do, but I would like to think I would, you know, or I would like to think I would take the high road Mm -hmm. or the road at all, 
You yeah, know. right. The road is important. Exactly. Just to get on it. And you could start by just using your turn signal. Ah! <laughs> this is going to go down in history, this interview. Oh. Okay. I'm feeling like a walking bumper sticker here. <laughs> you are, Matt Nicholson. All right. What else is on this list? Uh, what do we got? Well, there's Bad Santa. Oh, Lord. Billy Bob Thornton. Yes. As foul as it is, and I wouldn't recommend letting anyone under, you know, 30 watch this. But, uh, <laughs> 30. <laughs> um, you know, they might get offended. I don't know. But uh, but at least, you know, once again, that character learns something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that character is self-involved and self-pity and and then by the end is less that. Yeah. And actually yeah. puts a hand out and tries to help somebody that's not him, which mm-hmm. he never, ever has done. And that's kind of the image we have of some of these store Santas that maybe behind the scenes they just go drink and, and sleep in their cars and, and you know, and their beard's a little, little or gray. Or get in their sleigh and go to the North Pole. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what a thought. I love that. It's radical. Or as far north as Ottawa, maybe. I don't or know. Or Dodge Challenger. I sure, love it. That's red. Sure, I sure. love that. I love that, too. Yeah, Bad Santa is very funny. Uh, I, I don't know if we can uh, go farther into that. But um, there's also uh, the the quintessential It's a Wonderful Life. The best. The best. Um, and, you know, I mean, everyone's familiar with it. Mm. Um, it's, a, it it's a different vibe. You know, the, the mm-hmm. way mer- movies were presented back then mm-hmm. where, you know, everybody kind of talks like this and they talk real fast and you don't know why. It's swell. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be fine, Joe. Fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it still sends the same message, you know. That's such a good point. I, didn't even I don't know why they that. do that. It's like, hey, uh, it Jimmy, can you do that faster? Yeah, can it was you say style of the time. your speech like 10 times faster? That would be great. <laughs> Yeah, but who talks like that? You do. Barrymore didn't, though. Barrymore didn't. No? He was he was mighty refined, the stage actor he is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that vision of Donna Reed with that, that just goodness and the transparency yeah. in the eyes, you know? So beautiful. You know, that really was Jimmy Stewart's favorite film. Yeah, yeah. And, and one can see why. I mean, there's such an element of darkness to that film that always gets to me. Yeah. And um, I think we all really get literally dragged through the snow, you know, at one point with him. Yeah. Um, but it's so important. <coughs> but, but I mean, it, 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 we, we like to think as people that we could, you know, always address our better angels. But unfortunately, mm. you know, we don't get to all the time. And we see the worst in others and ourselves. And, and mm-hmm. you know, once again, this is the time of the year where you try to possibly see the light and get around that and be a better something. And I think also in that film, it does answer to all of us wanting the do-over. Yes. You know, if, if we could just go back and just erase a few things with our wisdom in mm-hmm. an older age, I mean, hopefully, you know, it, it, it gives us that chance. It gives us that chance for grace. And, um, yeah, I just, I adore Jimmy Stewart in, in, in that movie. I just, there's there's something so vulnerable and, and so, so, the depths of despair, you know, that he yeah, reaches. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like you becoming verklempt again because you know you have this beautiful family and you know you can leave the studio right now and go home to them yeah. and really share in this holiday season. And I'm glad you've shared with me, Matt Mickelson. This, is, this has been great. We just never have enough time. 
You know, I know. We, we need, need to a do something show. about. No, we need to do a time warp thing, or we Ooh, need to go to okay. warp speed. Ah, warp speed. I, I just might have. Oh yeah, that that reminds me. <laughs> I've been seeing pictures of uh, the the Disney World Millennium Falcon stage set or whatever they have there, Can't and wait. and I, I'm going to have to move in. I think you are. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to have to move on. Matt Mickelson, thank you so much for being with me again. I love it. The force is going to be with us, I know, and with all of you out there for a Merry Christmas. Go out and see these movies we've talked about. Um, do I need to give you a handkerchief? Or are you okay? I'll be all right. Thanks, Matt Mickelson, <laughs> for being my guest. This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is now down.